going, everyone? This is your host, Cindy. And this is your co-host, Regina. With another episode of the Happy Endings Only podcast. And in this episode, we're doing... We're still doing teen rom-coms that we grew up with. Although, mm-hmm. to be honest, I didn't really grow up with that one. I, uh, with this one, mm-hmm. I watched it when... Like, I watched it last year for the first time. <laughs> so I didn't really grow up with it. But this movie mm-hmm. came out when I was six. So I think that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's 10 fun. Things I Hate About You. Yay! Starring Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Both wow. very, 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 like, cute during this era they're both really cute uh-huh. Uh-huh. let me just put it out there so let's dive into the plot point of this movie 10 things i hate about you so the background is this is supposed to be a remake of not really a remake like an adaptation of uh-huh. taming of the shrew by william shakespeare yes, right exactly and they kind of incorporate some of that like like William Shakespeare, like, they incorporate that in the movie as yeah. well. I guess, as an homage or something. And this is, like, I guess, like, teen rom-coms during these days are just, like, doing it because we're gonna do Clueless, like, mm-hmm. in uh, two weeks from now, and then that's based on Emma, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a lot of, like, the modern remakes of, like, this old literature is basically what's what's trending yeah and i mean that's you that's something you see throughout the years a lot because like west side story right is also a, an adaptation of romeo and juliet mm. so this taming of the shrew for anyone who doesn't know is one of the only comedies of william shakespeare that really made it big and so i thought it was really cute to see it with a 90s spin but again like as we said it's heath ledger come on yeah but you know, Shakespeare actually wrote a lot of good comedies because I I actually have a spot uh, soft spot myself for a, midna- a Midsummer's yeah. Night's Dream, yep. which we watch like in 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 an actual theater. theater. Yeah. But yeah, ten things I hate about you. Let's start with the story. We're introduced yeah. to our girl Cat Verona, right? No, no, wait, Verona no. is Patrick. <laughs> I'm, I'm already Stratford. missing this. Cat Stratford. Cat Stratford. I'm like, maybe after they got married, her name becomes Cat Stratford. Yeah. Well, anyway, Cat Stratford. We're introduced to her. She's like introduced to being like the different girl, right? Uh-huh. She's like, she's not one of the popular girls. She is edgy. She drives a beat up car Mm -hmm. like she looks at popular girls in disdain yeah right so we're introduced to our girl cat and cat has a sister bianca bianca yep okay (laughs) but bianca is very popular yeah she's she's kind of like your girl next door wears the little pretty sundresses all the boys want to get to know her things like that and she's so cat is a senior in high school yes i think so and Bianca is a sophomore in high school. And lo and behold, like the name of their high school is Padua High School. In the <laughs> in the comedy by William Shakespeare, the name of the town is Padua. Yeah. So and we're time. in we're introduced to uh to what's his name? The Cameron. 
Yeah, Cameron. No, like the actor who plays him. I forgot. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh yeah, Joseph (laughs) Gordon-Levitt during his like baby days, basically, right? He was good in that too. Yeah. Yeah. So we're introduced to uh, a new guy, Cameron, who is just starting his first day in Padua High School, Mm -hmm. right? After he's like being transferred from God knows where, Mm -hmm. and he is. He met the guidance counselor. Yes. Right? Miss... Yes. Miss Perky. Miss Perky. <laughs> but she is not Perky. She's not Perky. <laughs> she yeah, spends we're... her time, like, in her office, typing up this, like, erotic novel, of yeah. which she gets a lot of her students to give her ideas about. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so we're introduced to the guidance counselor, Miss Perky, and then Cameron starts off his first day and then he is basically introduced to the high school by a guy named michael was was his name michael yeah you know i watched this movie two times i barely remember this guy's name like the sidekick's name i know this movie like the back of my hand at this point so i will walk you through okay so michael helps cameron like know the in and out of the high school like what group is this group and then of course who catches cameron's eyes is Is right it's like oh who is she she's so pretty i want to get to know her blah 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 but well and then michael just says like well she's too popular for you just for that yeah he's like (laughs) he he literally says to cameron like put her in your spank bank and move on. And anyone who doesn't know what that is, please Google it and you'll yeah. understand. The dialogue in this movie yeah. is very uh very sexually charged. Yeah. Right? In Absolutely. this whole movie, basically. Absolutely. And then we're so this is the first day done, right? And then we're introduced to Kat mm-hmm. uh in her in her senior class, basically. There's also another guy named Joey. Mm-hmm. Joey Donner. Yeah, so Kat is like the smart, smarty, smarty pants student. She, you can think of her as like an early feminist for like 90s teens, right? So she speaks her mind. She doesn't back down. Um, she makes sure that people know kind of what her opinion is at all times. And Joey Donner just gets on her nerves because he's the chauvinistic, macho guy who is so, like, enamored by himself and his image and his popularity, thinking, like, he's the best of the best. He's also, like, a print model, so he's doing campaigns for, like, tube socks and stuff. Ew. Anyway. And so we're introduced to the senior class of Cat, basically, and then there's also... We're also introduced to our main guy... Uh, Patrick. Patrick. Uh-huh. Patrick Verona. Uh-huh. Patrick is displayed to be this guy who just checks in, what's going class, and like heads out. Like yep. never there. <laughs> just never. just like never there. So he's like he's known as the resident bad boy. Yeah. I guess. So and then throughout this movie, the the only class that we're gonna see them in is this literal this literature class. Yeah. Right? With, I don't know the name of the professor, but the teacher is really funny. Yeah. I got, okay, this name eludes me. I will get back to you on that. 
Yeah, so well, let's let's call him the lead teacher for oh, now. It's Mr. Morgan. Mr. Oh, Mr. Morgan. Okay, so Mr. Morgan. So we're introduced to Mr. Morgan's class, and this is gonna be the settings, right? Yes. So Cat always has something to say. She always gets in a fight with Joey. Uh, Patrick just dips in, dips out. So this is their the setup of their high school life, right? Mm-hmm. And we're introduced to Cat and Bianca's father too at home, yeah. right? He is an OBGYN, mm-hmm. right? He's yeah. a so he is very, uh, he is a big uh, proponent against teen pregnancy. Oh right? yeah, oh, so yeah. that's why one of his his big thing was like he's not gonna let both of his daughters date, date. before graduating high school. Correct, and. Well, Kat is fine with this. She has no plans on dating anyone. She just really just want to get out of this town. While Bianca really wants to date Joey, right? Mm-hmm. And he's actively pursuing her as well. So here's the thing in the backdrop is Joey and his counterpart were saying something about like, oh, you know that the Stratford sisters can't date. And so Joey takes it upon himself to kind of make game of it saying, I'm going to do this for fun. I'm going to get Bianca. I'm going to take the challenge, right? Mm -hmm. Challenge accepted. And then, so he just basically made his point to get with Bianca. So, uh, I think Bianca gets mad at her dad for like, this is unreasonable. Like, like, let me have a normal teenage life. Mm -hmm. But then the dad finally revised and then like, ha ha ha. Okay, so you really want to date? Then if your sister dates... Then I'll let you date. Yep. <laughs> that is such a weird premise, I will say. Like, what kind of stipulation is that? But okay. Sure. Yeah, so, of course, uh, Bianca t- uh, uses this new rule by the dad to maybe, like, oh, okay, so if Cat dates, then I can date. Mm-hmm. So what should I do? I should just find a guy who wants to date Kate. Cat. Mm-hmm. So I can, yeah. so I can date myself. So he, uh, so she, she mentions this casually, but kind of like directly to Cameron, who she knows that Cameron have a big crush on her, right? Well, I don't know that she knows up until this point. Cameron's still the new kid, right? But we know as the audience because Cameron asked from the get go, "How do I get close to her?" And so his bright idea was to become a French. T- tutor because Bianca's looking for a French tutor. So his first interaction with her is in the library uh, talking about learning French, of which, by the way, Bianca is pretty well proficient on her own. And he's literally using a textbook that almost essentially insinuates like French for dummies. Yeah, and then the textbook have a big hole on it. But anyway. Yeah, so what happens is she gets asked out by Cameron like on the down low and then was just like oh yeah well I heard you can't date until you're uh or like I heard you and your sister aren't allowed to date and that's when she mentions to Cameron like there's a new rule and so she enlists his help to plot to get Kat a man yeah but then at this point Bianca doesn't show any interest in Cameron right she just thought of him as like a friend a tutor but she really just wants to get with Joey yeah right this mm-hmm. is his her her main plot she wants to get with Joey so he she casually mentions this to 
uh, to Cameron, like, well, if you can find someone to date my sister, then maybe, maybe, like, giving him, like, glimmers of hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Cameron take it upon himself to plot this point of finding Cat a man, yes. right? And then his friend Michael actually found, like, five guys <laughs> that's oh, in, in a whole school who yeah. might be interested in dating her. But even when like asking them they like they back away even at the mention of cat's name Mm -hmm. so 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 we segue over to lunch and they're feeling super dejected michael and cameron thinking like this is impossible there's no one who's gonna date this girl Hmm. she's just like too scary and so michael who is like one of the top performing students in the school who was like recently ousted by his group of friends um essentially comes up with this new idea of enlisting Joey unbeknownst to Joey what's really going on and asking Joey to financially back someone that Michael and Cameron think would be able to date Kat and that person is Patrick yeah because well Joey is like is a model he stars in a tube sock ad so apparently he have a couple couple hundred dollar to spare mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so <laughs> so michael goes to give the idea to what's his name joey. joey and then well maybe if you give like patrick some money then he'll he'll gotta take cat out for you and then you can date bianca in peace mm-hmm. and the way that they have this laid out is what Michael would get out of it so that Joey would actually take the bait is that, you know, Joey will get Bianca and that Michael will become popular by association with Joey. Yeah. So and this of course, Joey is like a dummy. He just yeah. believes whatever this two guy is just right. feeding into him. And uh, Joey just gives money to Patrick is like, mm-hmm. here, here's like 50 bucks, then can you take her out for me? Mm-hmm. But then he says, so, but then Patrick, like, originally, re- like, said no, but then, like, the allure of money gets to him, mm-hmm. and then he eventually says yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he, uh, P- Patrick starts to actively pursue Kat. Mm-hmm. And but, she turns him down. Like, she turns him down a lot. And yeah. directly and immediately. Yeah. Almost every single time that she sees this guy. Also, because here's the thing, there are specific points within a person that Kat does not like. And the first one is that she hates smokers. Mm-hmm. Patrick smokes all the time. Yeah, he's the and resident bad boy, so yeah. of course he smokes. And there's a lot of rumors about Patrick too, like that you need to know as you go through the movie that are hilarious. Yeah. People say that he ate a live duck. Yeah, like that he sold his liver. Right, his liver on the black market and that he um, spent a year in like San Quentin prison. It's crazy what they're saying about this kid. Yeah, because basically I think he was, he went away for a year. Mm -hmm. No one knows what happens to him. And then everybody just assumes the worst of him. Yeah. And then so he basically got this bad rap, right? And then he, he also perpetuates that. Like, yeah, persona as well, right? Yeah, and of course, Katz knows this. So when Patrick like 
try to get to know her or whatever she just rejects him immediately mm-hmm. but every time cat rejects him i feel he is feeling like some sort of like connection or mm-hmm. some spark because their banders be like filled with chemistry you know uh both of them for some reason also hates joey right oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, yeah so it's like i think they met at like a, a music store or something like that and then uh cat was trying to uh pull her car out, out. pull her oh. car out from her parking space but mm-hmm. then joey just parks his car like in a t-bone shape and then so she just basically rams just rams the car, car. <laughs> hilarious yeah so after after multiple and multiple more attempts and then after enlisting help too from cameron and michael because apparently cameron went to Bianca and Kat's home and actually goes into Kat's room to look for like su- supplementing evidence to mm-hmm. help to help uh Patrick. there's so many characters yeah to help Patrick get to know Kat even more right so it's like oh well she she likes this band she hates smokers like so they're helping Patrick get to know what cat likes yeah and at this point patrick now knows that the whole ruse has been set up by cameron and michael and they become quick friends so essentially they're figuring out how to pull these strings right and so the the next time that patrick goes to try and see cat is at this like alt rock indie rock like feminist um band whatever playing at what's called club skunk Mm -hmm. which is pretty much like a chick bar if you think about it in the 90s sense and so he goes there and he's at the bar and cat walks up to the bar and obviously she's irritated right because you don't know like this dude could be stalking you Mm. and so she comes up to him all apprehensive and he's just like yeah you know like um i heard this band was playing here they're not bad and so that piques her interest like oh you understand this music you know this music and so he's playing his cards really well and then he blurts out like i saw you dancing out there i've never seen you look so sexy and there's like just silence as that word just reverberates and i think that really starts to build a rapport between the two of them and so he asks her out again to a party on like i guess that friday night at a person's um, house named Bogey. Mm-hmm. Which is supposed to be an MBA party. Like, so it's supposed to be, like, super professional and, like, only type A students, mm-hmm. like, can can go. But then, again, Cameron and Michael just uh, spreads out, like, false flyers, changing mm-hmm. the MBA party to be, like, a free beer party. Mm-hmm. So everybody in the whole school is going to this party. Yeah, right? because Michael wants his revenge, man. Yeah, so so all of them, uh, so the same rules, right, with the dead, it's like if Kat goes to the party, then Bianca can go to the party. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what happened. It's like, so Kat got invited by Patrick, like intrigue and all, so she mm-hmm. goes, and then Kat can go to, uh, no, Bianca can go to. Right? Yeah, and she, then, she mostly went because she was doing a favor to her sister, right? Up until yeah. this point, all of her interactions with Bianca have been really hostile. So Bianca, like, essentially pleads to Kat, like, 
be a normal sister for once and just do this for me. And so luckily at the same time, you know, Patrick shows up for the date and like, they're going to go. But before we move forward, can we talk about this? Like her dad makes Bianca wear this, like, I don't want to call it a fat suit because it's not. No, it's a pregnancy suit, right? Yeah. It's a suit designed to mimic pregnancy. And so you will see how how it will weight you. Like, I was like, who has that in their home that's like demented? But she walks around like wearing it because he told her like you need to do this so you can go out. It's crazy. Yeah, well anyway, let's fast forward to the party. Uh and in the party, uh again we're 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 introduced to like Kat's disdain for Joey, right? Mm-hmm. So it it's made more clear that Kat just hates Joey with her whole heart, basically. And then they had an interaction there that really pisses Kat off. So mm-hmm. she started to drink shots in response to that because she was just so angry with Joey. Yeah. She was that mad she... that Joey was like pursuing her sister. Okay. Essentially. And so um something to know about Kat is she doesn't like going with the flow per se she is trying to be authentic to herself right so she doesn't try to follow the crowd and she sees her sister just kind of like going with the motions of high school and so seeing Joey pursue Bianca was just a turning point for her to be like you know what screw it I'm tired of like trying to be different everyone expects me to be just like Little Miss Sunshine and going to party. So I'm going to go do that. Yeah. So she, she starts to trip. drink shots. Yeah. <laughs> table dancing. Yeah. And then she got drunk. She mm-hmm. dr- danced on a table and then got really, really drunk. And then... She uh, head on a chandelier. Yeah. And, like topples over. And then Patrick was there to catch her. Catch her. Yeah. And then so he was able to get her out of the party and they shared a tender moments on a swing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But before that, Bianca and Cameron had had a sour note because Cameron was seeing like, oh, maybe Bianca isn't who I thought she was because she seems to really want to be with Joey and like she's just taking advantage of me so that she can be with him. And so he's super hurt about it. Mm-hmm. So these things are happening all together. Yeah. So let's talk about the Cat and Patrick front for a minute here. So mm-hmm. they're sharing a tender moment on a swing. They were talking and then Patrick was being a nice guy and driving her home because she was drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was really drunk. And then in the car, they they shared like a look. She was about to lean in to kiss Patrick, but then he just pulled away. He wasn't like, let's do this another time, he said. And that really embarrassed Kate, Kat, right? Uh-huh. And then so Kat was really upset about that. So she just ran off to her home and then like, oh, I'm so angry with Patrick. Uh-huh. And so we move again to Bianca and Cameron, Cameron right? So Bianca had like had a change of heart about Joey like midway in the party because looking at the way that Joey behaves she was like why am I even interested in this guy to begin with like he doesn't have any personality he is not fun to be around he's just talking about himself so she just like no you know what I don't want to be with Joey right Mm -hmm. and then so she asked for a ride home with Cameron 
Yeah. And in the ride home, no, so after they arrive at like at Bianca's home, like Cameron just started to like get really upset. It's like, mm-hmm. are you really just using me? Why are you so selfish? If you yeah. really just don't like me, you can just say so. You don't have to like string me along. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. And then Bianca just kissed him. <laughs> So the night ended very differently for the boat sisters mm-hmm. because <laughs> Well, it's working out for Bianca. Yeah. As always. Yeah, so back then Cameron was about to give up on Bianca. Now that love is alive and well nurtured at this point. <laughs> well, it doesn't it's not the same with Patrick though, no. because he messed up, right? So no, Kat was not happy. She was not speaking to him. She no. kicks a ball in his direction, you know? So she is just angry with life, with, with everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Cameron and Michael's big idea to get Kat's heart again is to do a big gesture. He's, they say it, right? Uh-huh. Even it out. You embarrass her. You should embarrass yourself to even out the score. Uh-huh. And the way that Patrick did this is by bribing... The not band bribing, leader. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bribing the <laughs> band leader. So he can do... Like, this is the most iconic scene in oh. the whole movie. It's like, if you watch none of the plot, just watch it just for watch. the scene. Yeah. Is Patrick... Uh, singing can't take my eyes off you right in the middle of the what field the track and track field it's pretty much a super site so like the girls are playing soccer yeah so (laughs) there's like a bunch of people in this field he is just he started singing can't take my eyes off you from the bleachers and then the marching band the whole band just started to accompany him yeah yeah in a basically like in a flash mob it's not really a flash mob what is this uh i mean i think for like us the equivalent is like a flash mob let's just say like he had this down pad like it is rehearsed the music is on point he has dance moves he has the loudspeaker on so this entire like field football field size is listening to him and so he's performing this like huge number yeah, and let's he's say he's doing a like, Super Bowl performance. Right? Yeah, but he's getting chased around by like the school security and whatever. And so he yeah, gets into detention exactly. for that. That's correct. But of course, this whole uh, big gesture really touched Kat's heart. Mm-hmm. So she devised a way to get him out of detention. And she does this by, mm-hmm. uh, by flashing her teacher basically by flashing the detention teacher so it's her coach yeah who is her soccer coach too like this is so weird so that he can sneak out the window so that patrick could get up from his desk and like run and jump out the window yeah yeah so both of them are like out of detention and so they're spending the day like doing a paddle boat Mm-hmm. They were paddle boating, they were talking, and then they were having a nice date. They were like throwing paints around. They're doing paintballs, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah, so they were like throwing paintballs around, and then during this moment that they actually shared their first kiss. Ooh. Right, so this is already good for both of our couples. And what's coming next is. He drops her home. Yes. He, he drops, drops her, home. her home 
And then during this, oh, before this, I think Joey had already asked Patrick to take Bianca to prom. No, no, to take Cat to prom, and he he'll pay Patrick like three hundred dollars to take Cat to prom, so he can take Bianca to prom, right? So after this whole date where they they shared their first kiss and whatever, Patrick started to raise the question of, "Do you want to go to prom?" Right? He didn't even ask though. He, he didn't ask. Kind of like, go to prom with me. Yeah, which no girl wants to be asked that way. <laughs> Come on, dude. Even if after after even if it's after a really nice date, right? You don't want to be like, "Go to prom with me." <laughs> yeah. And then, but then she started to get like. Uh, suspicious. suspicious. It's like, why are you pushing it like for us to go to prom? And so, and then she keeps saying like, I don't want to go to prom. But then he's like, why, why you don't want to go to prom? And mm-hmm. then so she started to feel suspicious, and then just storms out. So this is the way it is with them, right? It's up, like, and up, out, up and down. Up and down. All within like days. Seriously. <laughs> This is like three or four days. I know, and it's already like up and down, up and down, up and down. And so it's down again. Cat yeah. leaves because it's like, why are you pressuring me to go to prom? I didn't want to go to prom. Mm-hmm. So uh, he gets upset and then she gets upset. So Patrick tries to win her back again like by going to the bookstore, by basically stalking her, right? Well, no. I don't know that he's stalking her. They do actually frequent the same places, but yeah, he's making it much more intentional to place himself in places where she'll be. Yeah. So they're still like upset with each other, but then in the middle here, she actually have a heart-to-heart conversation with Bianca about why the the real reason why she didn't want to go to prom or like why she didn't want to do any of like the popular kids thing at all well, yeah and the reason why she is finally talking to bianca is because bianca's super pissed at cat for not going to prom because that means that you she know, can't, go to prom, yeah. can't go although again we at this point don't know whether or not bianca's really going to prom because she has two suitors behind her she still has Joey, who also basically said to her, like, I'm taking care of it. You're going to go to prom with me. And then Cameron, who also actually asked her. Mm. And yeah, so they're in the room. The other thing about this is like the girls have had a really rocky family relationship because their mom had left them a couple of years prior. And so that really ties into the conversation that Kat has with Bianca. It's like, um, essentially, here's the backdrop. Kat, while she was a freshman in high school, dated Joey for a month. Yeah. And so Kat was also described by Bianca herself as she used to be this popular girl. And then, I don't know, maybe she got sick of it and she just stopped. Turns out the reason why she did it or like she changed the way that she presented herself is because at the time she was just following what everyone else was peer doing. pressure peer, peer pressure. pressure exactly and so everyone at that time was having sex for the first time losing their virginity so she did it with, with joey. joey exactly and so when she said that she didn't want to do it anymore and again the other thing is the reason why she did it with joey in addition to the peer pressure is because she was really sad and hurt for her mom abandoning the family and 
when she finally told Joey, like, no, I'm not comfortable. I don't want to do this again. He dumps her. Now, she's smart about it. She makes sure that people don't know what happened by threatening Joey with, if you tell people why we broke up or what we did, then I'm going to tell the entire cheerleading squad that you have a tiny dick. Mm. Petty, but effective. Yeah, so we we as the audience now know the real reason mm-hmm. why Kat is doing like the... Why... Kind of standoffish, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, after that... Bianca's pissed. Bianca's still pissed. And then I guess Kat looks at like her sister and then like feels some type of way like why am I making her not being able to experience these things herself? It's like I know that I'm trying to look out for her by doing what I do but there's some things where she just needs to experience it by herself, right? So she, I guess she had like a a turning point for it. So she's doing this for her sister, not for herself. Yep. So she was like, okay, let's go to prom, right? And Patrick t- takes Kat to go to prom. And Cameron also come to get Bianca mm-hmm. to prom. They're having a nice time at the prom. They're very happy. They're sharing kisses. They're like just overall happy, having like a 10 out of 10 night. Mm-hmm. Before Joey picks, try to pick up Bianca and realize that Bianca had already left uh-huh. with Cameron. And this is just like, I guess he realized that he was being used. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he went to the prom all mad, all upset. And then he gets mad at Patrick. Is like, why am I paying you like this money? if I can't even take Bianca out, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then he says this in front of Kat. Yeah. So Kat found out that Patrick has been taking money from Joey. Yeah. So she gets really upset and running away, even when Patrick tries to, I guess, like, stop her and plead her to listen. She just runs away. Yeah. And Bianca gets involved. Yeah. Before this whole thing kind of blew up, Bianca had gone to the restroom and she um, had a conversation with her kind of like best friend, but like frenemy named Chastity. And Chastity has kind of been riding Bianca's coattails this entire time. And so um, turns out Chastity is kind of like backstabbing Bianca this entire time by being super two-faced. She came to the prom with Joey. And so um chastity tells bianca like oh do you really think you're cute and like people really like you the only reason joey went out with you is because he was trying to nail you tonight there's a like bet going on or whatever and so this riles bianca up and so she overhears everything that's going on so she comes up to joey and she like punches him twice and then kicks him so that he's laying on this floor just like strung out i don't know like I wish she would have kicked him harder, but it was good enough for what we needed it because um, Joey had actually exploded. And when he got upset and blurted out everything that would happen, he punched Cameron. And so Bianca was like, that's enough. One punch for Cameron, one punch for my sister, and then the kick for me. The kick in the balls is for me. (laughs) Right? And then after that, the next day, next day after prom, 
Bianca and Cameron are like happily dating. They're trying to go boating or something. And I guess Kat is just like left there and then like in her lonely sum, right? Yeah. So she's just like, I'm I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to stay at home. And then she had a heart to heart with her dad too, right? Because like her dad has been very protective of her. Plus, like, she had expressed her desire to go to New York, right? Was it? I don't know where Sarah Lawrence is, but it's somewhere on the East Coast, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I guess they're on the West Coast, so she's trying to go to the East Coast. She's trying to go to the East Coast for college, but her dad was not happy about that. But then, Mm -hmm. in the beginning, but this is the moment where he actually was like, well, I actually paid, like, I I actually sent them a check, so Mm -hmm. you can go. Right? And then so she was very happy. She had a tender reconciliation time with her dad. So I guess things are good with her, with Bianca. The sister's Uh relationship are fixed. Her relationship with her dad is fixed. The only thing that's not fixed is her relationship with Patrick. So apparently, Patrick just didn't try to call her after that, right? It's just like... The next time they met was at literature class, right? Oh, Where so for the first time he's actually in there, <laughs> right? <laughs> Never has been in there this entire time. And so this is actually arguably one of the, I think this is actually the most iconic scene. Like the Heath Ledger one is good, but essentially I think, like I know this movie from the beginning because of this next moment. And so they had an assignment. They were reading sonnets by William Shakespeare. And Mr. Morgan had asked them to all write their own version of a sonnet that was going to be written in iambic pentameter. And so when he is finally, you know, conducting the class, he asked for volunteers to read their own. And guess who's the only person to volunteer? It's Kat, right? (laughs) And so... Like she gets up, she goes, and turns out this um, this whole sonnet is about Patrick and everything that was going on. And yeah. honestly, I think I could probably cite the first half of this. I'm not gonna try to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but look up this scene, people. It's actually quite cute. Yeah. So the the poem is titled Ten, Ten Things I Hate About You," which mm-hmm. is what the movie is titled, right? <laughs> it's basically titled over this poem. Is just Cat just listening. It's basically like the Miley Cyrus song. Seven well, Miley times. took it from here. I well, yes, 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 yes. So Miley Cyrus' Seven yeah. Things is actually based on this poem yeah. because she's she's listing like I hate the way you talk to me, the way you cut your hair. She's listing all of these things that she hate about Patrick, mm-hmm. but then she ended it up with saying like, but mostly I hate the way that I don't hate you. Not even Not even though. Yeah, not, even not even a little, a little bit, bit, not even, not even at, at all. all, right? So it's like she ends it like, I even though I really want to hate you, I don't hate you. And yeah. she cries while she's reading this poem, and she storms out of class. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to get, like, she was trying to run home. And then when she gets to her car, there's a, a guitar. guitar, yes. A guitar that she's been eyeing because she's been she's been she's been wanting to start a band right mm-hmm. yeah right so it's like she sees like this guitar that she always wanted and behind her is patrick right so, and so he uses all of the money that he got 
from Joey to buy this guitar and he places it in her car as kind of like an I'm sorry gift. Yep. And they argue, but they made up and they kiss and then the and the closing scene is basically the band like playing a song on the top of their school. Well, that's the band that she likes. And they also played at prom. <laughs> you know, um, all because of Patrick. So it ends like very romantically. It looks yeah. like they're gonna be together. It's all good. Yeah. Even though she's gone and go to the East Coast. So they're gonna do a long distance relationship anyway. Yeah, I mean, you never know. He could like leave and go yeah. with her. So it's it's left to our imagination what mm-hmm. happens after that. We just know that they end on a very happy note, yes. right? wholesome it's very wholesome and then like the in, in their five in the end it's like you can't just buy me like a guitar uh, a every- guitar every time you mess yeah. up mm-hmm. yeah i know but there's still like the bass the drum even a tambourine yeah. or something like that <laughs> uh, oh yeah yeah so that's how the movie 10 things i hate about you closes up so mm-hmm. let's go to the scoring now yep. So let's score the opening scene. I give this a 3 out of 5. Because the opening scene is not very memorable for me. It's very just regular teen rom-com opening. Right? It's just like this girl who's not like other girls. And then introduced to like this whole school scene. So that's why I give it a 3 out of 5. Hmm. I gave this a four, and mostly it was just music. Th- that's the reason why I gave this a, a good score, is because it starts off with a very pop, like, 90s song in the beginning, showing these girls kind of like a clueless moment, like in the Jeep or whatever, um, with the sunroof down, and they're just jamming out to this song or whatever, and then very different um, edit going to, like, pan over to Kat in her, like, beat up muscle car playing yeah. like a pop with the rock car like with yeah. the rock music playing but i also wonder if they're actually like because like clueless came out a couple years before this yeah right clueless came out in like 95 and this mm-hmm. movie came out in 99 right mm-hmm. so i guess kind of in a way they're like playing into that because mm-hmm. because they're like this movie is gonna be the opposite of that you know kind of, yeah. yeah i think so so i can respect that but still I give it a 3 out of 5. You give this a 4 out of 5, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the romance. I give the romance a 4 out of 5. I deduct the one point like from this being like a perfect romance in my book. Mm-hmm. Because like I still don't really like the fact that they're having this romance based on lying. And then basically like all of the interest that she thinks that she shares with Patrick was actually just a ruse made up by Cameron and Mm -hmm. Michael you know that just kind of like makes it like not so sweet I would like if it's like if they're like actually perfect match but they just didn't realize that then it would be like a perfect romance in my book right but then this kind of meet cute had to be like man-made so that kind of made it less romantic for me Mm. i agree with you about lies um but i think it really ties back in and especially if you know anything about taming of the shrew 
you learn that in relationships, sometimes you need a push factor. I agree. It sucks that the beginning of it was based off of like this gameplay, mm-hmm. right? Especially when you think about it also, like you're trying to push this as a feminist movie. Or, I mean, like not feminist in like direct sense, but you're trying to portray this strong female character. And yet the romance factor is built upon a patriarchal value of like men getting to control the strings of women so that they fall in love with you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. But when we really factor in the chemistry between the actors yes. um, and the way that this was written, I think this deserves a five in my book, um, particularly because, as you all know, there's a lot going on. There's a bunch of people. But for me, I was able to follow this all the way through with how it tied in. And each romance is cute in their own way. So yeah, um, there's like two romance happening at the same time, right? Yeah. So like Cameron and Bianca. Patrick and Kat, but also Michael. Michael gets with um, Kat's best friend. Kat's friend, friend. yeah. Yeah, and so I thought it was, like, really cute, and they all meshed well together. The last thing I will say about Kat and Patrick is, honestly, I do think they're meant for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They operate pretty similarly. Again, yes, it sucks how the relationship started, Mm -hmm. but if it was not for that push factor... I don't think they would have ever gotten together. They would have been meant for each other and never would have done anything about it. Yeah. But then I, that's why I still give this like a pretty high score for me. Like I still give this a four out of five because like the chemistry is real, right? Right. Even though they don't share the same interests, like the, the attraction is there, their banters, like in the way that they, they talked with each other, Mm -hmm. the way that they make fun of each other and the way that they have fun. Right. So it's like, it's really clear that they're, compatible so yeah. that's why i still give this a four out of four. five okay let's move to the comedy factor let's let's reveal our score i give this a four out of five mm. the comedy also i give it a four out of five because all of the lines are good you know like all of the joke lines are good but i have to like watch it with like rose-colored glasses too because i know this is supposed to be jokes that's that made sense in the 90s like 90s early 2000s right so a lot of the the jokes can be found as offensive a little bit if it's like during this time it's like flashing your teacher right like that just makes no sense Mm -hmm. right like those kind of things yeah right and so some of the jokes I guess it delivered back in the day, but maybe if you're watching it today, it doesn't really make it. But it's still very funny because, like, the teachers are funny. I love Miss Perky. I love Miss uh, Mr. Morgan. The way, like, he just shuts down everything in the class. It just, like, always cracks me up. So, four out of five for me. I gave this a five out of five because I think that the comedy in this rom-com is quite witty because it's not dry humor. They're definitely trying to make you laugh, but the way that they do it is a little convoluted, sometimes a little snooty, but I really like that. <laughs> so, I mean, say what you will. Um, can we talk about the fact that, like, Bianca shot an arrow? So they actually have archery in this school, and she shot an arrow at her coach's butt. Like, it literally 
blue because she was talking to Joey and she wasn't focused and it lands in this man's butt and you see him writhing in pain in the back while like Joey is trying to ask her to prom and that goes on for like several minutes I thought yeah. that was hilarious yeah the background things right and it's like the security guard chasing after patrick when and patrick like spanking him on the butt yeah so all of the details i find it very funny yeah and i think one of the other um funny parts is like the dad whenever he's alone it's always like worried about what he looks like right so the dad is like balding and he's a little bit huskier he's a little bit overweight so in one scene with bianca he's like exercising and he's like doing these like ab crunches and he's done seven. But then when he hears Bianca come out, he's like 100. <laughs> or like, and then there's this like stretch band that you're supposed to pull behind your shoulders so that it works out your like upper back. And like, she says something to him about going to prom maybe or whatever. And he thwacks that thing. It like reverberates across the field or like their front yard lands in the I think it was in the rooftop though yeah right so they apparently have like some type of balcony whatever rich people (laughs) and it lands in the other neighbor's like property and then the neighbor flings it back and it falls into their hot tub yeah and then even the details with like the the ads that they show on the tv right it's like there's like a home shopping channel that shows like a spray on hair to cover up like bald spots and the death if you grew up in the 90s or the early 2000s, that was a big thing. Like, that's what you would see on TV all the time. And this so- movie is, like, a really good portrayal of what it's like to be in the, like, early 2000s, right? Yeah. This is, like, what it's like, right? Mm-hmm. It's There's no, like, texting. There's no... Everything is, like, flyers, right? Mm-hmm. So this so is like a time true. capsule. Yeah, yeah, this is like a time capsule, yes. right? Like watching a time capsule. Yes. Anyway, let's move on to our next rubric: the female lead, Miss Catherine Shefford. 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 Katarina. Katarina Stratford. Katarina. Katarina is the name of the character in Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. I give Cat a four out of five. I I like her. I like her wittiness. I like her. <laughs> but like I also feel like No, you know what? I I I'll 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 give the 4 out of 5 because like I still feel like after all of that it's like I would have been like mad, but she is still like <laughs> but she was like she was she was quick to forgive him for what he does. Mhm. And that's why I did duck a point. I know it's like unreasonable, but like for me, I would have like stayed longer and wait for him right. to back me back. In Especially order to... when you think about how much time has really lapsed. It's not long, right? Right. And then like the fact that he didn't really like call her, he didn't really try to make amends with her after that prom night, and then like so she just like, well, well, I guess it's like the big romantic gesture that makes sense in the end, right? Mm. Well, he's actually like buying her the guitar or whatever. But she's so quick to forgive him. I, <laughs> I think that's why I give her a four out of five. I, I gotcha. I gave Kat a five. Um I I like how they approach this. And especially if anyone who's watched Julia Styles, mm-hmm. um, the character that she does in this is kind of similar to what she does in like Save the Last Dance. And so she's obviously like a nineties um 
actress. That's how I remember her. Although she's done a lot of other work after that, and she's really good. Um, if if there's anyone out there who's listening who has read the play as well as watched this movie like I did, I really like how she p- portrayed this character. But additionally, it's it's one of those things again, right? So she's not trying to conform. She doesn't I like the idea of conformity. Um, she's hurt so she puts up this wall so that other people don't come in and hurt her but when she is able to become vulnerable then she brings you in like full force and i think that was a very important thing to show especially in the early 2000s late 90s um for girls to be like yeah you can have these multifaceted portions of you and it doesn't necessarily matter what other people think as long as you're comfortable with who you are and because of that, she's also a foil to her sister, obviously. And Bianca just annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just had to put that out there. All right, let's move on to the melee. Mm-hmm. Patrick. Mm-hmm. I give Patrick a four out of five. Because I feel like I am so drawn to him. And then he's <laughs> so good looking. Yeah. And then it's like he's so charming. And then he's like, he he nails the bad boy look to the T. He's like mysterious. He's like, he's really nice deep inside. He takes care of you. Mm-hmm. So all of that good stuff. But I feel like there's so much like mystery going on. Like I need to know more of him. It's like, what is his intention? Why did he say yes to begin with? Was it for fun? Did he really need the money? Mm-hmm. Did he like, I want to know more of this background to understand like his thought process mm. of why did he agree to get paid like $300 to take some random girl to a prom? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, right. I would, I would like more information on like, how did he come to that? Because like, if if there's like more of that, then it'll hmm. make it like even more enjoyable. Like, did he just do it to make fun of Joey? Because that would be fun too, you know? If he fun. just actually just like did it for the hell of it, it's like, yeah. Joey's so annoying. Let me just take a couple hundred dollars from him. Like, because <laughs> because I can, right? Well, I think, I think you're probably right though. I think a portion <laughs> of it could be that way because even in the interactions that he had had with Joey, the way that they left it open, I think you could insinuate that he's just like, yeah, I'm going to do freaking easy money. Sure, whatever. I'm going to take this dude at his word and just like do what he wants. Yeah, and then it's like it's shown multiple times during the movie that he don't actually need the money. He's bribing bribing this band captain, right, to to do like the whole thing. He's, He's using his money to bring this whole band to sing at a prom, right? He well, bought she he bought her a freaking guitar. So yeah, he doesn't but, actually need this money. But like the money Oh well, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, because most of the money that he uses throughout the movie is actually the money that Joey pays him. Okay, mm. yeah, I see your point. Right, right, right. That's true. Yeah, but like why did he do that? Then it's like and then like when he when Joey approached him for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. He made it into like a haggle, sort mm-hmm. of, right? It's like, well, thirty dollars not gonna cut it, it's like fifty or something like that. Maybe he's a saver. Maybe he just wants to be like. I know, but he's. But still, all of the things I listed before Uh was still valid. He's super cute. He's super like whatever. Like I love Heath Ledger in this movie. He's just so. mm, Four out of five, though. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm, Okay, that's 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 how we're gonna explain 
the allure of this man. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Patrick Verona, I, I also give him a four. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna do like all five out of five for, for I, you. I see... <laughs> I think it can still be argued. I agree with you. There, there are a lot of plot holes when it comes to Patrick. And I think they could have done a little bit better about this because in, in the play, you kind of dive in a little bit deeper as to why everything is going on. Um, but I feel as though Patrick, in essence, is just like a normal teenage guy. Not totally there yet. Can mm -hmm. be super charming, can be like good on paper, but like not great in execution in real life. So I can appreciate the realness of it. Yep. And he is really good with her. Um, I appreciate the fact that he doesn't try to kiss her while she's kind of still under the influence. I can appreciate the small portions of backstory that we do get about him, about like how he stayed with his grandpa mm -hmm. while his grandpa was sick. Um, he is a really good friend. You see that in his friendship with Cameron and always just being like, Cameron, you're a better man than Joey. Like, if this is what you want, then you deserve to have everything you want. He just, he, he, he screwed up, right? Like, he didn't call her after prom. He wasn't truthful with her. And yeah, he, he took the money and there was really no point. And so honestly, he could have broken it all down to be like, hey, Kat, like, yeah, this is what's going on, but then I like you. She would have been pissed. But knowing how quickly she forgave at the end, she probably could have been okay. <laughs> and so... Yeah, um, some minor brownie mm -hmm. points that all kind of micro, micro like subtracted from his value. So then I'm landing at a four. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but still, Hit Ledger is still a man. Oh my like, god, yeah. That's super fine. And I hate, look, my preference, I do not like long hair on men. Heath but Ledger. it does look good on him. Exactly. Damn it. So, anyway, let's move on to the next uh, item in our rubric, and yeah. that is the main conflict. I give the main conflict in this movie a 4 out of 5. Mm. It's not very, like, convoluted. It's very, mm. like, simple in yeah. a way. But I guess, like, the whole premise of, like, you're just paying someone. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? You're basically like just... And I know this is based on the Shakespeare play, which is not right too. Like you're like just paying someone to go out with this person. And then you're doing that for your own benefit. So you can mm -hmm. go out with the other sister. Yeah. So And then I feel like everybody in this movie is guilty of that except for Kat. Right? She's basically yeah. the only one being played <laughs> with this conflict. Right? Pretty much. And she have every right to be upset with yeah. all of them. And not just with Patrick, right? She got the right to be upset even with Cameron, with Michael, because they're, they're the ones... She could even be upset with her best friend who helped Michael play. <laughs> but again, the intention, you know. Yeah, so that's why I gave it a 4 out of 5. I, I also gave this a 4. And I felt the same way about the play. There's a lot going on. Yes, the the plot line is simple and i appreciate the complexity of the number of characters and how they tied in because none of these small characters are small really they definitely play important parts um 
where it started to lose a little bit of its effect on me is we we get the conflict we understand i don't know why we have to keep saying the stratford sisters don't date the stratford sisters don't date the stratford sisters don't date like i can date when cat dates i can date when cat dates just stop saying it i get it i heard it the first time it's, <laughs> it's cemented in my mind relax <laughs> like we're not stupid i get it leave me alone let me this why it's a four out of five from you. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on to the next rubric. The next thing on our rubric is yeah. the character development. Mm. And for this, I actually give it a five out of five because everybody in this movie, I guess, makes mistakes and then they develop themselves like by the end mm. of the movie. Mm. It's like, I like the way that cat like, just pushes back her insecurities for the sake of her sister, right? Mm-hmm. She actually opens up the conversation with her sister when usually she just, like, shuts down, right? Mm-hmm. But then by the end, she basically mends this relationship, plus, like, the relationship with the dad, and then, like, so there's, like, a lot of development. Even, like, with Bianca, she started mm-hmm. off very, like, selfish. She started off very, like, um, I don't want to say, like, Fain? Well, well I guess did. so. Like, she started Fain, but then, like, she, like, as the movie progresses, she kind of see, like, well, maybe Joey is not that great of a man as I right. think he is. Like, right. I don't value just, like, looks and popularity in life. I just want to be with someone who cares about me and values me for who I am, right? Mm-hmm. So I like that this developments come, and then, like, by the end of the movie, they're just better people. So yeah. it's, like, five out of five. I agree. Um, I also gave this a five. Um, although, again, you and I obviously have specific gripes about how they develop, right? <laughs> don't don't freaking like just buy a guitar. Say sorry, you know. Um, yeah, it wouldn't have worked on me. But you know what? Maybe if Heath Ledger did that, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Maybe I will change my mind. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, but um, character development. Cameron gets so um, acclimated to the school. Good for him. Bianca matures a little bit and starts to uh, venture out of just the bubble that she's been in. Cat is able to open up a lot more than she had been before. She's still guarded, but she at least can trust like her family and she can express love. The dad is finally letting the reins go a little. Um, And Patrick, obviously he sees the error of his ways and he knows what he did was crappy and he tries to make amends. And again, I still think he can do a little bit better and hopefully (laughs) in the future he has done better, Um, but he makes an effort to do so. So yes, I'll, I'll give this a five. The only one who didn't develop by the end was Joey, but then we can just get rid of him, you know? Yeah. Okay, next thing on our list is the supporting characters. I give the supporting characters a 5 out of 5 because maybe I'm just giving, like, the majority of these points to Mr. Morgan and the dad. (laughs) Mr. Morgan and the dad. Those two just makes the movie for me. Yeah. Right? 
So it's like if we're gonna divide it up, like the five out of five that I'm giving them, maybe the three is for Mr. Morgan, and <laughs> one for the dad, and one for Miss Perky. So it's like, okay. So those are like the the characters that I like, you know. And then yeah. the supporting characters are like very funny. They yeah. deliver really funny lines, but yeah. then even the supporting characters that's just like their friend, mm-hmm. even th- those are funny for me. So like even Cat's friend is funny for me. So gotcha. I give it a five out of five. Cool. Um, I gave this a four. I even this out a little bit. Um, because, and again, Gabrielle Union is the queen. She is in literally every '90s and 2000s movie that I feel like I've ever watched. I forgot how many. Famous people yeah, is exactly. in this movie. Exactly. And I swear, every time I turn around, Gabrielle Union is there playing a supporting role. That is also really bad because she deserves a starring role. <laughs> and she would have killed it. Um, but whatever, Hollywood. I, I hate chastity, honestly. <laughs> and props to Gabrielle Union. <laughs> you can like, make a character so hateable. Yeah. That. But like, no. Um... I love Mr. Morgan. Miss Perky is okay. The coach, bleh. The dad is awesome, though. Michael is really good. Cameron, I guess you can also kind of consider him almost like a supporting character because he's not, like, the main love interest or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they're all really good. I would just say that outside of Cameron and Michael and Bianca, and unfortunately Joey, we don't get enough time with the other people. I kind of wanted to know um, Kat's best friend a little bit mm-hmm. more to the point where I can't even remember her name now. It was something that... It was weird. It was, it a, was weird. a weird name. Like, let me let me see. Like, it was a very weird, like, old, oldish name. Like, but not I really oldish. I oh. appreciated that. Yeah. Her name was Mandela. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, I appreciated that they made Mandela a Shakespeare lover because that kind of puts the plot in full circle, you know? Like, it's a William Shakespeare-esque yeah. everything. And then Mr. Oh, Morgan raps the, the sonnet, right? Yeah. So it's like, I, I like the way that they tie those things together. Yes, And exactly. the supporting characters. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. The uniqueness of it. I give this a 4 out of 5. But then mm-hmm. I give this a 4 out of 5 because of the whole time capsule element of it, right? It portrays, like, very specifically, like, what it is to be, like, a teenager during this specific time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can always just go back to watch this and then you can feel like, oh, this is what it used to be back in the day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I give this a 4 out of 5. It's not really, like, unique as in, like, groundbreaking, but, like, I appreciate that they're putting all of this detail for it to be, like, a rom-com, teenage rom-com that you can rewatch and watch again. And mm-hmm. then feel like it's this, and only feel like this is the only movie that can deliver this kind of feelings to you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Four out of five. Yeah. Uniqueness, I went back and forth with, um, with grading. I ultimately landed at a four. Which surprised me a little bit, too. Because here's the thing. When I watched this movie, um, I actually didn't watch this until, like, my late teens. So 
while I was in high school. The first time I watched this movie was in 11th grade English. Mr. Sack actually put this on and I watched it with my entire class. And even I had to ask a couple of my classmates, like, what are some of these jokes? Like, I don't get it. Um, but then once you're like latched into it, it really does resonate a lot. Um, and I'm always going to remember that this was um, one of the only rom-coms I ever got to watch for like a school um, study group or like class or whatever. So I really appreciate that. You're right. The Like most rom-coms, the story isn't like brand new. Again, it's coming from Shakespeare. So I knew what was going to come of it. Um, I can appreciate that they did a spin. The, the only reason that I didn't give this a five is because this comes after a long wave of remakes mm -hmm. around the same time. So um, in terms of like a redo of Shakespeare, why I find it uh, mildly unique is because it's not Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. It's not Hamlet. It's not Macbeth. It's the one that's constantly like sometimes overlooked, right? Yeah. The the one Shakespeare like work that maybe not that many people know. People, exactly. Yeah. But then, like, whenever I'm grading the uniqueness factor for, like, all of these episodes, it's, like, the fact that can any other movie, like, supplement this movie? Mm -hmm. Like, if I want to watch something that gives me, like, this feeling, you know? Would I like, watch this one plot, instead of the other? Was right. there any other movie that can do that for me? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. for me, it's, like, it's pretty up, you know? Because, yeah. like, they, of course, there's still, like, clueless that I could still mm -hmm. watch to give mm -hmm. this kind of feel. But, like... The, they really got like the whole bad bad boy bad boy trope to the team in this maybe movie. that's why people don't ask too much about like why um patrick took the money is because you're buying into the whole mysterious bad boy uh vibe you know and i guess that's the reason it's like you want to keep wondering too even yeah. like as audience like what he's doing what you want to give doing? him the benefit of the doubt exactly i know and i give him the benefit of the doubt because it's cute Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah, nobody is negating you otherwise, my friend. <laughs> okay, on the last on the last criteria is the ending. What would you give the ending? I actually went back and changed my score last minute to mm. three out of five. Really? Because again, it's like that ended in an apology that I feel could have been better. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that you're a bad boy. You don't really do apologies. Mm. But your first apology was so good that you actually rented like a whole like marching band to help you like apologize to your girl, right? Mm -hmm. But then in the end, they just like buy her guitar. She'll forgive me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then after that, like, that's it. You know, like, mm. where's... Yeah. No, I, I see why you say that. Yeah, so that's why I give this a 3 out of 5. I feel like the apology should have done... Should have been much better. Mm. Okay, yeah. I because he it... really did her wrong, you know? Oh, that's definitely true. He, he did her shady, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. It's, what did it's you give this? I gave this a 5. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. So, yes, the apology could have been better, but it was so sweet. Because he... <laughs> It shows that he listens and he's receptive and he's observant. You know that she's been saying that she wants to do this band and it seems like she's hesitating a little bit. So he goes, and again, push factor. Do what you want, right? Um, also, again, Michael is with Mandela. 
Kat is with Cam. Oh no, sorry. Oh my God, Bianca is with Cameron. Oh, that would have been a plot twist. Um, <laughs> Patrick's trying to win back Cat. Um, she had that reconciliation with her dad a couple of minutes, a little bit before. Also, again, I consider the poem as part of the ending. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, if you consider the poem as part of the ending, then yeah, I can I can see why you're giving it. A higher score. But also, did you stick around for the end credits? Well, so, you know what? I watched this again on Disney Plus, right? Mm-hmm. And by the time the band starts playing in the rooftop, Disney Plus out? just minimize. No, Disney oh, Plus, like, minimize the whole thing. Yeah. Can't see a thing. And okay. then it just showing me, like, an advert for while you were sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I can't, I can't see what's going on here. It's like- I got that too. So, funny stories. I was when I was re-watching this movie for like the millionth time um, for this recording, I was on the treadmill. And so I couldn't get off to actually <laughs> like turn off the movie. And so it minimized, but then it came back up because I had like sat on it for too long. Was there an end credit? I should go back and watch it. Yeah, this was actually, you know what's funny is again, I've watched this movie a million times, but usually I get to like maybe the second verse of the band playing because I do like the band. Um, but then I'll like, hop out of it this is the first time i actually got to watch it because again i was trapped on the treadmill i couldn't get off <laughs> and so as the thing is playing you get all the bloopers of that oh really yeah. i should go back and watch yeah. there's like this cute scene of like um julia styles and heath ledger in the car like about to film the almost kiss scene and like he jumps her and is like hugging her or whatever it's like super cute and so yeah watch it if you can um all the way till the end it's cute Okay, well, thanks Disney Plus for giving me that ad instead of like instead of me watching it all the way through. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, and then the poem is really good. Yeah. So I can see that how if you put that into like a factor in the ending that how you. But then still, one thing about the poem is like I feel like the fact that Cat has to be the one who poured her heart out in front of the class i think there's a reason for that though i think it's because Mm. she's kept herself closed off for so long and she's again so um and this kind of helps with the character development being Mm. a five was the thing about it um is that for cat specifically and for patrick also they when they go on their like first real date the um paddle boat as well as paintball they're finally talking about each other um or like about themselves to each other. And so telling him how like, you know, she tries to put up this wall so that people don't disappoint her. So she's standoffish because all of this stuff. And he says something along the lines of like, well, then you screwed up because you never disappointed me. You know, so these things like, as you follow through the plot, I guess the ultimate end was that she was finally able to show the world kind of like, what she's really feeling right yeah so yeah but yeah and then also i guess in a way you can see him like thinking that giving her space was the correct thing to do or was was he really thinking that like is it really helpless you know maybe he was actually just thinking to give her the guitar and like just call it a day right maybe he was thinking that what he did was like so unforgivable oh yeah that's a good point so, you know, because, so like we're we're kept guessing, right? right? Like, no, that's a that's a good point because like the last time he screwed up, he kept following her, and she yeah. died. So maybe this time he was like, "Let me hang back." 
Give right, her yeah, space. and then like give her space, and then like in a way, maybe like her his way was like maybe I'll I'll give her the guitar, yeah. and then like if she wants to, she'll come get back to me. She'll come to mm-hmm. me. But then she did that before. So let me just think that that's what actually happened, yeah. and then that will make the movie like a ten better. times better in my yeah. <laughs> All for anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, let's call. Uh, let's score. Uh, let's tally up our score mm. and see what do you have. I actually have a forty. Did you have a forty-five? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. all together, this is an eighty-five percent from us. And extra credits, I have two. Mm-hmm. Heat Ledger being one of them, and he's just really cute. Nah. So Especially it's like singing, yeah. Yeah, so that that whole scene of him singing "Can't Take My Eyes My Eyes Off You" is like it's one extra credit for me. I think it's an abomination that people, especially these days, also due to TikTok, only know that song because it was sampled for Surf Mesa. <laughs> I am so annoyed by that because I know of this song because of this movie. But yes. No, but like this song, because I, I told you, right, I watched this movie as an adult, right? I didn't watch it on my teens, but I know this songs like... From before, from yeah. From before, it's like, this is what my dad used to sing, you know? It's like, it's really ancient, so it's like, this is like, just a really nice song. It's like mm. a very sweet song. It's like the ones, like, it goes around to like the, the 50, 50 greatest love songs of yeah. all time, right? Can't Take My Eyes Off You... It's like, have I told you lately that I love you? All of mm. these songs kind of go together in my book, yeah. right? That that just gives you, like, a pure love. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So Heat Ledger singing, that's one of them. And then the next extra credit was actually for Mr. Morgan. Because <laughs> I like Mr. Morgan. And yeah. then the fact that he raps that sonnet, it's really good. So, yeah. two points for me. My, my extra points would probably be the same as yours, but I think the one thing that's a little bit different is I gave a bonus point for all of the one-liners in this movie. Okay, and I what are quote, the one-liners? I can quote a couple. Um, Chastity and Bianca in the opening scenes. I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed. But can, can you, you just be, be well? And she ponders it and she's just like, I think you can in Europe. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Okay, okay. So and you can give more extra credits. Yeah, and so no, I'm just gonna keep giving you one liners. Okay. The one li- the one liner that's my only bonus point. But um also to add to your Mr. Morgan thing, when we're first introduced to him, one, he hates Joey, which is really funny. But then he says things like Pipe down, Chachi <laughs> or or like the next time you wanna storm a PTA meeting asking for whatever you white girls want like uh, you know lunch meat or whatever ask them why they can't ever um approve a book written by a black man <laughs> and then like the two um like stoners or whatever like right on and she, he was just like don't even get me started on youtube i love that man <laughs> yeah i swear Alright, so, so I, I think we can give you two extra credits for those, and yeah. then I'll give my two extra credit. And 
you know what? Let's even it out. You know, it's a great movie. Let's give them five extra credit from the both of us. <laughs> so that will make this movie a ninety percent, which is like like a high score in yeah. like however many episodes that we did. Yeah, yeah, so 90% for 10 Things I Hate About You available to stream on Disney+. And actually watch all the way to the end. Yeah. Because apparently I missed that. The yes. entire two times. Because the only time I watch it is on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. And they keep, they keep giving me... <laughs> While you were sleeping. While you were sleeping. Maybe I should watch that next. It's like, why are, you, why, are you, why are you telling me to watch while you were sleeping? But anyway, yeah. watch all the way to the end. I'll, I'll actually go back and watch the bloopers after yeah this. it's worth it i'm telling you it's okay so 10 things i had about you 90 percent. this is the happy ending Sony podcast and then we're gonna see you again next week for princess diaries yeah also available on disney plus mm-hmm. so i don't know what kind of ad they'll give me this time but i'll watch all the way to the end anyway people see you next time bye